As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's great for watch parties, you know, get together with your friends, you know, watch a game together. And, you know, maybe you follow, say, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. You guys can have your chats. And who knows, you know, some rumors may come up. Some breaking news comes up. You all can react together, have your discussions. Well, having to do it through text because it's audio only, so you don't have to worry about that. And who knows, maybe, you know, you have a certain watch party, maybe, you start, you know, Certain celebrities may show up, maybe, you know, former athletes, an insider, someone from the media. You just don't know. All I got to do is just go into the uh, iOS App Store, Google Play Store, download Spotify Greenroom, you know, link to Twitter, join your group, and come in with your hot takes. Away this freaking long. Welcome in to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Lot Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Okay, that's enough. That's enough Metallica for now. Jesus, it's that long of a goddamn intro? I didn't realize that. It's, I mean, that was, like, that was at least a, a minute intro, more than that. Uh, yes, as you know, this weekend we play Virginia Tech, which is known for this song. I guess this is their hype-up song. Pitt doesn't have one. Pitt's hype-up song is Sweet Caroline, which I don't fucking, you know... You know, I think, you know, we we just need to get with the times. I mean, I understand Sweet Carolina is such a nice little tune. I mean, Sweet Carolina is something you sing in a bar when you're at 2, at two o'clock in the morning when you're shit-faced off of, I guess, Miller Lite and Jaeger Bombs, I guess. Or uh, maybe it's, I don't know, Miller Lite and uh, Jaeger because, yeah. I mean, long story short, you know, Sweet Carolina is something you belt out when you're just, you know, when you're when you're hammered. Or you're, you know, you're really buzzed and you're really feeling it and that's when the song comes on and you guys just all get together and you sing it together. Where it began, 
Yeah, I'm, I, I can't hold a note to save my life, but... Obviously, Metallica and their Sandman was a staple of my, you know, growing up. I mean, I was, I think I was probably 12, 13 years old when I came out. Because I think that summer you had Metallica, the Black Album, but you also had Megadeth Countdown to Extinction. Um, me personally, I was, a, I was a Megadeth Countdown to Extinction person. I really didn't like the Metallica Black Album. I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, everybody loved it. It was more... People, people say Metallica like sold out and like went a different direction when they went, when they released Load. But if you really think about it, they actually started their whole trend of changing up things when they went to the Black Album because there was some. It just I don't know the whole album sounded just. It was metal, but it was like metal popish. I mean, and, and plus you had a bunch of emo songs as well. I mean, you had. You had Unforgiven and you had Nothing Else Matters. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, those were basically the, um, they're pretty much like, that's their version of Incubus's drive. I mean, if you've listened, I mean, if you remember Incubus when they released that Make Yourself album, they had some really good tracks. And then they had this song called Drive. And it's the song that everybody loved. And it's like you put it on, hey, put on drive. And it's, you're like, there's, there's so many good tracks on this album. And you want to listen to that stupid thing? I mean, that's, this is, I mean, that's basically what this was. You either put on Nothing Else Matters or you put on Unforgiven. And yeah, I just, I really couldn't get down with a black album at all for Metallica. It just, I, I don't know. That's, that's when they really started changing was then. You know, Load was when they went fully, when they, when they went full throttle, but, you know, the Black, I mean, and Justice for All, they did have their edge still, I mean, you know, you know that's one of my favorite albums, I mean, a lot of great tracks, I mean, of course there's one, uh, let's see, Master Puppets, always, you know, Ride the Lightning, and of course you had Kill Em All. I was more of a fan of, uh, let me see. I was more a fan of Megadeth. I was I love Countdown Extinction a lot more. I thought it was a way better album than than the Black album. Uh, there's not a single bad track on that album. I mean, that was a great album by Dave Mustaine, who was also a former Metallica former Metallica member. I mean, that was then. I mean, Dave, I guess, also changed up his style when he went to Euthanasia. That was the album after that. The album was more. I, the album was a lot more emo. Than the Countdown album. And with the you know, Load and Reload. I mean. I think if they would have just took some tracks off both of those. And made them to one album. They would have been. I would say it would probably be one of the greatest Metallica albums ever. I mean I. I initially. I hated Load as a kid. In high school. I thought it was just a shitty album. None of them when I listen to it. It doesn't. It's not that bad. I mean it's. There's some tracks I would get rid of. But. Overall, it's not really that bad of an album. Now, we're obviously here for Pit Virginia Tech. And, um, I'm just clicking through here. Pit comes off a of bye week. 
Virginia Tech comes off a disappointing loss to uh, Notre Dame where they had it in control and then they lost it. Um, they're having some injury issues at quarterback because their court, you know, quarterback's been hurt. You know, Burmeister has been uh, – he played pretty well, but he got hurt towards the end, and that was pretty much the – you know, he wasn't as mobile because he really couldn't, uh, you know, run. They did get some. They did get some good things from Raheem Blackshear. He did some. You know, he was doing some good things. But as far as this whole, you know, as we're going to tail the tape here, if but if we look at Virginia Tech's schedule, let's start off there. They start off with a seventeen ten win against UNC. Then they beat Middle Tennessee State thirty five fourteen. They lose West Virginia twenty seven twenty one. They came back in that game and was too. You know, wasn't enough. They beat the Richmond Spiders 21 to 10, and they lost Notre Dame. This was off a of bye week, too, as well, because they came off a of bye week. They lost to Notre Dame 32 29. Now, looking at the comparisons here, Pitt's averaging 52 points a game, although most of it's, pro- well, that's pretty much, you know, that's, you know, I was going to say it's pretty much the New Hampshire game. And, of course, ESPN's uh, auto thing just came up. Yeah, auto highlights just came up. But, no, that's pretty much right. Pitt's averaging 52 points a game. They're allowing 22 points. Pitt's averaging 550 yards a game, almost 400 yards passing, 170 yards rushing, which I, you know, as much as I could play about their running game, I'm not sure how they're pulling that one off. I think maybe most of that was against New Hampshire and Massachusetts probably, but. That's probably right, but they, but, but they did run the ball pretty well against Georgia Tech as well. Yards allowed, Pitts allowing 338, 236 in the air, which is pretty obvious. And they're pretty stellar against the run. Virginia Tech, though, they're averaging 24.6 points a game, allowing 18.6. So, you know, scoring 25, allowing 19. On offense, though, they've been not really that good. They're, you know, given that... Uh, Justin Fuente is a offensive mastermind. They're only scoring three or th- you know, three or three yards per, per game. I'm not saying scoring, but that's what their average. 109 yards passing, 140 yards rushing. So although they are not doing well in terms of yardage, they're a pretty balanced attack. You know, in terms of that. Defensively, though, they're a lot worse off. They're 341 yards a lot per game. They're allowing 196 in the air. And allowing 145 in rushing. So, if there's one thing that's been an issue for Fuente since uh, taking over for Beamer, it's been the been the defense because he's been more of an offensive guy. He did have Bud Foster, but well, Bud didn't recruit supposedly, so there was that. But if you look at uh, Braxton Burmeister, supposedly had had a game against Notre Dame. But if you look at the stats, he was 15 of 30 for 104 yards and one interception. He had ten, you know, he had ten carries for forty nine yards and one yard. Raheem Blackshear, he, he, you know, he was doing pretty well. In, you know, eight carries, thirty five yards. I mean, they, and of course, uh, look at Notre Dame's stat. Notre Dame was all that impressive either in this game. I mean, they. I'm trying to figure out how they how they how they went how this game went over. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, that's a bit weird. 
Because neither one of these teams put up a high offensive output. I mean, Notre Dame's QBs weren't that impressive. I mean, Jack Cohn was not a 1,200. Well, it's not too bad, but Tyler Booker was, Buchner was pretty bad. I guess he must have, you know, I'm not sure what happened there. But running the ball in Notre Dame wasn't bad either. But how did this game get over 60 points? That's just, that's what baffles me a little bit. But regardless, Tech runs. Tech does plenty of RPOs, and of course, that's what Pitt's Achilles' heel is. Now, the spread for this game is Pitt minus five currently. It was it was a minus six, minus two ten money line. The over under this game is fifty seven and a half. Um, if you're, um, I think the safe bet here, if you're betting this game, it's probably going to be the over. Because I think this definitely will go over. Um, I do like the pit minus five as well. I think pit will, you know, if they do beat Tech, they'll definitely cover it by at least a touchdown. Uh, it just depends on how things go. I mean, you also have to factor in um, this has been a bye week, and that pit um, has had a lot of hype since the bye since this bye week. Kenny Pickett has risen to the top of the college football world. Pitt is supposedly the second favorite to win the ACC championship. So there's a lot of weird things, a lot of hype, a lot of buildup right now. And, you know, I would just be very, very, very cautious about this as well. I mean, your safe bet, I think, is the over. But as far as picking a winner, I'm, I'm going to pick minus five. But still, a lot of times when Pitt has a lot of build-up and hype, when Pitt has a lot of build-up and hype, we tend to lay the biggest, I don't know, lay the biggest egg, take the biggest dump known to man. I mean, it's the, I mean, well, yeah, I'm not going to get too graphic about, you know, that type of stuff because you, got, you guys may be eating. It's lunchtime possibly when you're watching this. Listening to this, or it's dinner time, I don't want to, you know, ruin your appetites. But if we're being honest, we've seen this before. So hopefully, hopefully we're due for a change. But Pitt blew this team out last year, and let's hope the same as well. I think for Virginia Tech, what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to um, keep Pitt's offense off the field as much as possible. And that's basically with ball control. And Kenny Pickett loves throwing over the middle a lot. I mean, he, ta- he, he literally attacks the middle. That's what makes him such you know, a good quarterback. Most quarterbacks attack the sidelines, but good quarterbacks can attack the sidelines in the middle. So the best bet for Tech is probably to force Kenny to use the sidelines. Excuse me, I'm drinking some tea. So Tech's keys are going to be pretty much ball control, RPOs. Try to take advantage of Pitt's off defense because Pitt defense has that glaring weakness. And, of course, if Burmeister is healthy, use his mobility. Now, Pitt can attack the RPOs with blitzing and penetration. That's what they'll have to do. Probably, you know, this, any way to disrupt it. 
But pretty much, long story short, there's pretty much those two things, what they'll need to do. Pitney will have to tackle this passing game. Of course, running, you know, running the ball is pretty cool too. I mean, run the ball as well. But, you know, play your strengths and try and do what you can to minimize your weaknesses as possible. Because that's what, that's what the Steelers used to do. They used to have, you know, if there's, I mean, if their, blitz, if their zone blitz didn't work, a lot of times the coverage you know, issues always arouse. I mean, you can, you can hide bad cover, you know, a bad secondary with some good blitzing, you know, with your front seven. Now, take a look, take a look at the rest of the ACC. But before we get to that, let's talk about Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free, you guys. I mean, you can go in and while you're watching all these games this weekend, have some watch parties, you know, reach out to other people. Say, hey, you know, some former athletes say, hey, you know, we're having a watch party. We'd love to have you show up and talk about the game with us, show, cherish your knowledge, you know, you know, talk about your war stories in the trenches and whatnot. And, you know, of course, you know, react to breaking news, rumors, and react to other games as well. I mean, maybe there's some other games and some big, you know, because a lot of times you're watching games and some you know highlights come up. Oh, you know, let's flip over here and let's see this game. All you gotta do, guys, is go to the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, download it for free, link your Twitter, join a group, and just go with your takes. Go in your takes, go in your with your advice and whatnot. I mean, it's just check out you guys. Spotify Green Room. All right, let's get the rest of the ACC. Clemson, Syracuse, that's a six. Well, yeah, I mean, this is a short slate here. That's a, oh, shoot. Clemson, Syracuse is a Friday night game. Uh, Clemson's minus 13 and a half. Uh, I like Clemson this one. I'm not sure if, I would love to take the, I would love to take Syracuse to cover, but Mm, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to cover this game. I mean, it's it's a sexy line, minus thirteen and a half. But it depends on what it depends on what kind of Clemson team shows up and, and what type of Syracuse team shows up. So I would I ultimately go was ultimately go Clemson, Duke Virginia, uh, Virginia four and two, Duke three and three. Um, go with UVA in this one. And both, um, well, both defenses aren't good. Over under 69 and a half. Mm. Yeah, I'll stay away from that one. Miami, North Carolina. Miami's had, well, I think Derek King's out for the year, so there's that. Oh, that's an easy one. North Carolina wins this one. Yep. Now we have a big game at 6.30 and 9 on Saturday. Or some thirty nine on Saturday, depending on where your time zone is. Four and one NC State faces four and one Boston College. Where this game probably has an inside track to the winner of the Atlantic Division. Now that's at home against Boston College. Boston College is at home, so they got that going for them. It's NC State. I think well, Boston College has been playing pretty well. BC has, BC's had two weeks to prepare for this. Um, NC State's a minus three, though, on the road. This is a tough one. I'm probably going to go with... Uh, 
But, you know, Boston College really hasn't missed a beat since uh, losing the court, you know. Gresson just overall had a bad game against Clemson. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Boston College in this one. BC goes to 5-1. and one. But do I like the overnight game, though? I'm not sure. I mean, it, part of me thinks it's a low-scoring game, but I'm not, I'm not playing with the over. Oh, I mean, these games are just a bit weird, so I wouldn't play with the point totals on these. If we go to the top 25, Oregon, California. That's a pretty obvious one. Oregon won this one. And I think they... Uh, it's Meister, Meister 13 and a half. I think they covered that one as well. Cincinnati and Central Florida. A big AAC matchup. Cincy wins this one. And they are a 21-point favorite. That's at home. I think they... Um, I think they keep it rolling. I mean... Uh, Let me see here. Look at their stats here. Hmm. I don't know, though. I think, I mean, if I'm, I take Cincy went outright, but I'm, I'm thinking, I, I think they may cover, I mean, I think they may cover the 21, though. That's a pretty big line. But I'm not, I'm just going to stick with Cincy this one. Um, Michigan State, Indiana. I'm taking Sparty. And I'm taking the minus four point five because I think they all went. I think I think they're a lot better. I think Indiana had a, Indiana obviously had a fluke year, and that's that. Uh, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Texas comes off a disappointing loss. They're a minus five in this game. Uh, I definitely like the. I definitely like the. Uh, I definitely like Texas in this one. Of course, the minus five and the over. The over right now, the point total is 60. I think it definitely goes over. Because they don't play offense in the Big 12. Uh, Arkansas and Auburn. Tough one. This is another tough one because, you know, Auburn, I don't know. I mean, who did they play last week? Uh, they played UGA and got hammered. They're playing Arkansas now. Mm, I'm going to go with Arkansas. Arkansas has a more, yep, has a better offense. I'm going with Arkansas. I mean, we've all seen Bo Nix. Yeah, let's see, going through the rest of them. Florida, LSU, Florida, minus 11 and a half. Um, yeah, I'm going with Florida. Um, they may cover 11 and a half as well because things just aren't, going, aren't great in, in Jimbo territory. Texas A&M. Uh, shoot, I'm going, uh, I'm going A&M in this one. After uh, what happened with Bama, I think they'll, you know. But the big game in the SEC is Kentucky and Georgia. T- Kentucky's on the ranked. Georgia's number one. I'm riding with the Bulldogs. You know, Kentucky's had a hell of a team, but... UGA's getting, it's a minus 22 and a half, though, which is pretty, you know, I don't know about that one. I think I would take Kentucky with the points, but. Iowa and Purdue, yep. I'm going with Iowa. I'm not sure how Purdue is. How is Purdue this year? 
Let's take a look at their stats. Maybe oh, they beat Illinois thirteen and nine. They lost in their yeah. They don't. They're pretty bad. So yeah, I'm praying with Iowa. You know, Iowa isn't that great, but yeah. BYU and Baylor. I'm going with BYU in this one. I don't really. I mean, Baylor's had a heck of a year so far, but yeah, I just don't buy it. Bama to beat Mississippi State, of course, and, and let's see what's who are they play. Mike minus seventeen. I think they'll cover up minus seventeen because I think Nick Saban's going to have them pissed off coming out of the gate. TCU and Oklahoma, the big game. Um, you know, after what happened with the quarterback change. Obviously, I'm going with Boomer Sumer in this one. Oklahoma. Ole Miss and Tennessee. Um, I'm going with the Vols and home. They're playing a lot better. Ole Miss, obviously, has been doing pretty well with, with, with Lane, but yeah. Arizona State, Utah. It's an even. I probably, I'm, I'm rolling with the Utes at home. More Pac-12 chaos. But that's my ACC top twenty, top twenty-five picks. Is there anything else on one double A that's going on? Let me see here. What happened? I guess Penn State has a bye week, which is probably good because, well, yeah, not much else going on. Anything else on one double A we can look at that's really worth talking about? Not really. Let me see. No. Oh, there's Yale and UConn. I mean, that's that's a pretty good game. I mean, it's, I mean, depending on what you, what, you know what happens there, but you know, there's some action as always. But yeah, there's nothing really. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's still a good slate of college football games. You can't complain. Anyways, guys, um, you have a great weekend. Hell a pit. Talk to you on Monday or Tuesday.